LeeTDickey.com. Everybody, Lee Dickey here. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Today, I want to talk about Joker, the new Joaquin Phoenix DC Universe film where he takes the title role of the Batman supervillain. I will tell you about all my opinions on that film and what I thought of it because I did see it recently. But before we get into that, I want to tell you where you can find the Beats and Speaks podcast. Suppose it's been official because you're probably listening to more than one episode at a time, or you've probably listened to this show before. So you can find the Beats and Speaks podcast on my official website, leetdickey.com, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Spreaker, and wherever podcasts are available. It's on your favorite podcast app, so find it there. We're also on YouTube under Lee Dickey TV. You can find all those links in the description below. Write, write us a review. Leave us a review. Comment, share, subscribe, and all that good stuff. You can leave reviews on your favorite podcast app and player of choice. You can also leave reviews on my official Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Lee T. Dickey, and I will feature them on my official website, leetdickey.com, and right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, email me at leetdickey, that's L-E-I-G-H-T-D-I-C-K-E-Y, at gmail.com, and you and I can go back and forth and set something up so you can find yourself right here, sharing a Wi-Fi connection with me and having a good old-fashioned good time and conversation and find yourself on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. I would love nothing more. Of course, all that information will be in the description below as well. But now that you know where to find the Beats and Speaks podcast and how to contact me if you want to be a guest on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, I suppose I should tell you when the Beats and Speaks podcast releases new episodes. We release new episodes of the Beats and Speaks podcast every Friday at midnight Eastern time, okay? On iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Spreaker, wherever your favorite podcasts are available on my official website, leetdickey.com. It's all there. All that information is in the description below. So go down there, go find it. And let's get into the bulk of today's episode, into the bulk of this week's episode. What I thought of Joaquin Phoenix and Joker, the film in general, directed by Todd Phillips. What I thought of it right here, right now, on the Beats and Speaks podcast. So, I went and saw Joker not too long ago. It was probably earlier this week. I think I went and saw it. It was either, I think it was... Tuesday afternoon? It was Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Tuesday because it was like a 3.30 in the afternoon showing. And a buddy of mine he called me up either late Monday or sometime Tuesday and said, hey, you want to go see a movie? Because I hadn't seen him, seen him in a while. And I said, yeah, sure. And I, you know, I'd been friends with uh, this guy that I went to the movie with for about 16 years. So he's one of my be- He's one of my oldest friends and Probably one of my best friends, I'd rank him right up there. He's, you know, somebody I'd do absolutely anything for. And, I, I, you know, when I get to see him, it's 
it's always a good time. He's a good dude, and we've seen a lot of good movies together. I recently saw Hobbs and Shaw with him. I know that's an older film. It came out a few months ago, but I will give you my thoughts on that film as well on a future episode here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. But when he called up and said, I had forgotten what film that he initially wanted to see, but apparently the film that we'd agreed on seeing initially was not in theaters anymore because uh, we go to a cineplex that's not too far from here, maybe like five or six, five or six kilometers from my house because uh, it's actually closer to him. But, you know, he will, he's a good dude and he'll come pick me up. We'll, and he drives, so comes comes to pick me up. We go to the theater, we get our tickets, and the movie that we initially wanted to see, I forget the name of, but he said, hey, why don't we see The Joker instead, or Joker. I, I'm gonna, you're gonna hear me say The Joker a lot, so it's Joker. I'm gonna nail that into my own head sometime in this episode of the podcast as I record it. But he said, hey, why don't we see Joker? I'm fine, yeah, sure, I was, I wanted to see it anyway. <laughs> so I was like, all right. And, um, you know, it was a, there was a 3.30 showing. We got our tickets. We sat down. We sat through. Figured we were going to be late. But then again, like, when a movie says a time like, say, 3.30, you know that means, like, close to 4 o'clock because of the 20 minutes of previews or something like that, 20, 25 minutes of previews. So we got in just as the previews started, I guess. We had probably missed the first, like, trailer or two. Or whatever so we found our seats and we sat through the previews movie starts I didn't realize until after I'd seen some I'm just this is me I know that the the credits are there I didn't realize that Todd Phillips had actually directed the film until like I watched a video on YouTube like this morning as I'm recording this this today is Thursday um, October 17th so I was watching a YouTube video this morning and realized that Todd Phillips was actually the director even though I'd seen his name in the credits like three or four times during the movie and it's a, it's just over two hours I I liked the film but I'm at that point in my life and I have been for a, a long time where I don't go to movies more than once i see them once and i'm like okay i will wait till they come out on digital media so like you know on itunes or dvd or whatever if i can i will wait until they are available for purchase right to see them again i'm not one to really watch movies in the theater more than once even though i have i've seen several films in the theater more than once, but I'm at that point now where I just, I'll see them once and that's it, you know, in the theater. You know, when it comes to having them on home media like DVD or digital, I can watch them whenever I want and I can watch them at my leisure, but I'm not the type to go see a film more than once. I liked the film. I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, 
initially when I found out, I get or when it was announced that Joaquin Phoenix was going to take the role of Joker or Arthur Fleck, aka Joker, I was apprehensive because the only other time, at least, you know, I guess in my adolescent years, because The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger as the Joker came out in 2008, and I was about 19. That's one of the films I've seen in theaters more than once. I saw The Dark Knight like three times in the theater because I really, really, really enjoyed Heath Ledger as the Joker. So I was a little apprehensive when it came to somebody else taking the role. Like I've seen the Tim Burton Batman films with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. But and and Mark Hamill is he does a fantastic Joker. He's probably right up there as my favorite. I know he's only done the the animated films and the video games and the TV series, but still, he is a fantastic Joker. But then there was Jared Leto in Suicide Squad. I have not seen Suicide Squad. I don't have any desire to ever see it, okay? But, I mean, I was apprehensive with Joaquin Phoenix taking on the, the title role because I'd seen Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. And I'd seen that movie in theaters three times. I have it on DVD. And I've seen that another... I think since I bought it, I've probably seen it another dozen times or so. But I was I was apprehensive because I Heath Ledger did a fantastic job as the Joker in The Dark Knight. But I figured, you know what? Unfortunately, Heath Ledger's not here anymore because he passed away during the production of... I think it was the film he did directly after The Dark Knight. I think he'd either just finished it or he died just at the tail end of that film's production. But still, I, it was just it was apprehensive. I mean, like, did they really need to do another DC Universe film? And with Joaquin Phoenix, who hadn't been around for a while, like, he kind of fell off and disappeared because I remember the last thing I remember of Joaquin Phoenix is he was uh, promoting like some sort of mockumentary film. And then before that, he had pursued a career in rap. Not sure how that went because that's basically when I suppose the world stopped paying attention to him for a little while. And then we got the Joker. He plays Arthur Arthur Fleck, the title character of Joker. And it just this film with Todd Phillips, who's not known for his dramatic or work at all. He's more known for his comedy work. I've seen um, the hang a couple of the Hangover films. I don't know if I've seen all three. I know I've seen at least two out of the three. But you know, Todd Phillips did the Hangover films, and he's he's mainly known for comedy. So for him to take a sort of villain-esque, dramatic film was kind of like, really? All right, cool. Um, let's just see how it turns out. 
And to be quite honest with you, I, I liked the film. It's not, again, like I said, it's not one of those films that I see more than once because I think after sitting for a couple of hours in any film, I'm like, okay, I think I'm burnt out. I very much enjoy watching a film for the first time or something I haven't seen in ages if I have it on home media and looking at it with fresh eyes. I think if I were to go back and see the film or any film in the theater again, that my views would kind of be tainted slightly because like the viewings would have to be not like super close together, but obviously it would have to be during its run in theaters again. And I, I just don't want to do that. I don't want to taint my impression of the film. I don't want to taint my impression of like any of the characters or actors or actresses within the film. It's just, I'd much rather see it once and I'm glad that we did. I did enjoy it. Like Joaquin Phoenix, his Joker laugh, I can't even do it justice. I'm not even going to attempt it. Is It's so maniacal. Like he plays this mentally ill, Arthur Fleck, the character, is a mentally ill man who lives with his mother. He's a 40-year-old, some, uh, you know, 40-something-year-old man who lives at home with his mom, and he's mentally ill. And it's just, you see this descent into madness with Arthur Fleck and the Joker persona, and it it's so, so well done. Like, the... He plays this a uh, a clown basically. He, he he plays a clown for a living, who you know gets into some trouble when it comes to like weapons. I think a, a coworker of his gives Arthur or Joaquin Phoenix a gun. It was like a thirty-eight caliber or caliber or something. It was a a pistol and. He gets caught with that gun in a children's hospital and gets fired from his job. Uh, in the beginning of the film, he is flipping a street sign around for a going a business that is going under. It's going out of business. And he gets jumped. The sign gets stolen. He chases after these kids that stole his sign. But he gets beaten up afterwards and it just, you start to see where he's like down on his luck. He's mentally ill and he's just sliding deeper and deeper into his mental illness. And it's just, he's sliding deeper and deeper into like this psychotic kind of Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde sort of persona. And it's perfect. It's, it's just, it, to me, it is perfectly executed okay i know i said i wouldn't see this movie movie in theaters more than once but it is a perfect execution of the joker of the the characterization of arthur fleck the characterization of the joker it's just they mirror each other so well and uh, i don't know whether it's a rumor or what have you that they couldn't use Arkham Asylum in the 
the film, so they called it Arkham State Hospital instead. Um, but, I mean, that's just another thing that a lot of people, I'm sure, noticed. When it comes to Arthur, like, not, you know, he, he's, he seems like a very likable guy. I don't want to... I don't want to call him an oaf, but, like, he seems like a very likable guy if it not for his mental illness and his sort of uncontrollable laugh, which in itself is, that's what makes the character, right? He just, he slips right into character, and it's really well done. I, um, as I take a sip of water... I, it was, what can I say? It was just really well done, in my opinion. And there is, there are several scenes in the film where he uses the, the, uh, the fact that his laughter is caused by a, a condition where, where people will just come up to him like, well, what's so funny? Right. And he's like, I'm sorry, I have an uncontrollable condition, which I thought was it like it, it played into the character really well. Uh, and then the Thomas Wayne character comes across as a brute. He's a really well off man, but he comes across as a complete asshole. And there was a there were a couple scenes in there where. Um, Arthur Fleck goes to Wayne Manor, finds a young Bruce, and spoiler alert, it turns out that Arthur Fleck's mother, Penny Fleck, uh, has been writing letters to Bruce, or I'm sorry, to Thomas, because she is actually mentally ill and believes that Arthur Fleck, her son, is Thomas Wayne's son, right? And she's been writing these letters to Thomas Wayne asking for help because they've been living in a not so, uh, not so, how do I put this? In a, um, in a not so pleasant situation. They're down on their luck. They live in a rundown building. Arthur's basically got to take care of his mom who can barely move around and is you know her health is failing she's pretty frail so Arthur finds that out and goes to Wayne Manor runs into a young Bruce they could be half brothers and you see a young Alfred there as well it it's just the way this film completely ties together it's really, really well done. Um, there is a scene where, like throughout the movie, people are trying to tell Arthur that Thomas Wayne is not his father. You know, Thomas himself tried to tell him, um, even though Arthur Fleck continues to believe that Thomas is his father and laughs in his face. Thomas punches Arthur in the nose 
and it just and leaves. But that aside, like Thomas Wayne coming across as a complete asshole, and Arthur Fleck just being, you know, playing this, you know, Joaquin Phoenix playing this uh, down on his luck Arthur Fleck character is great. Um, he's all. He also gets in trouble. I'm. I may tell this to you completely out of order, but there are parts to this film where, you know, I'm just trying to wrap my head around. Um, he was given a pistol by one of his co-workers. And, of course, I probably said this earlier, he gets fired because he brought that into a children's hospital. Everybody saw it. And earlier in the film when he got jumped, uh, didn't return the sign because the kids that stole it and jumped him took the sign. It's basically a three strikes and you're out roll, right? So, with those two, and they were pretty major strikes anyhow, he gets fired. He blames the guy that gave him the gun. Um, and he j it just, you can see that growing resentment, right? And his, his slip into the Joker character, that just that slide, he's sliding deeper and deeper into his own madness. And it's magical, you know. It's a very colorful film. Like, it, it, as dark as it is, it's also colorful, you know. Like, the face paint, the makeup. I can only imagine how long that took each time they had to shoot with Joaquin Phoenix in full Joker makeup. Um, there's another part in the film where he runs into... Is it Zazie Betts or Beats who plays his love interest or the female lead in the film? And I guess it comes to light that it's sort of like Inception in a way where like none of what he thinks happened actually happened. She was never his girlfriend. They never went on a date. Um, but that comes to light later in the film where I think he sneaks into her apartment or like is in her apartment in one shot and she just comes out of the back bedroom and is like, you're Arthur Fleck, you live down the hall, what are you doing in here, can you please leave? And he um, puts his two fingers up to his temple in a... Uh, a gun motion almost as to blow his own brains out because he believes what he saw was the uh, this woman do the same thing because she just didn't like her situation and I don't know whether or not she figured it out and flipped out but the next shot you see he leaves the apartment and just goes down the hall Getting back to the, you know, Arthur believing that Thomas Wayne is, is his father and then everybody trying to convince him that his mother is legitimately mentally ill and that's pretty much where he got it from because of basically 
a lifetime of her lies and I don't know whether it's yeah it's a it's a it's I suppose it's just a lifetime of her lies because it comes to light that Arthur Fleck is actually adopted by Penny and uh, the only way I can describe it is it's a lifetime of her lies uh, that have shaped him into who he is. So it comes to light that he was adopted. His mother is mentally ill. He's still trying to figure it all out. He goes to Arkham State Hospital, tries to get the his mother's um, records, steals the records, leaves the hospital, and just it, it all seems to make sense. Uh, he kills three, you know, guys that were harassing a woman on the New York subway or on the Gotham subway, sorry. I know they refer to New York as Gotham, but I mean, you get the idea. So he shoots and kills three people on the New York subway uh, who were harassing this woman. And that's pretty much where the becoming the joker i suppose starts with him and it's again it is a brilliantly stylized film the fact that it's set in 1981 or at least from what i've heard it's set in 1981 honestly with the music used in the film it sounds very 50s so i thought initially it was set in the 1950s but Hey, I could be wrong. I don't know. It could be set in 1981. Uh, and he is this... The Arthur Fleck character has this fascination with Murray Franklin, who is this talk show host, like along the lines of like a Johnny Carson. And he's played by Robert De Niro. He idolizes Murray Franklin. He fantasizes about being pulled out of the audience and being featured on his show because he is working to be a stand-up comedian or that is his that is his goal to be a stand-up comedian uh, but he is sort of shunned by society and very looked he's looked down upon right Murray Franklin gets a clip of his attempted stand-up at one of the nightclubs and pretty much makes fun of him. Arthur initially takes it as, I was featured on the Murray Franklin show. This is going to be my big break. He must like me. He then gets a call from one of the uh, guest coordinators. Or they, call them, they call them in the film a booker, a guest booker, but... You know, having worked in uh, television myself, you can just call them a guest coordinator. And you get the idea. It's the same idea. It's the same title, right? So he gets a call from the Murray Franklin show. He gets booked. And it's at this point where I suppose he puts two and two together. Basically tells the truth about what he did to those three men on the Gotham subway. And Murray just looks at him and goes, 
you serious, right? You're not joking, no. And he just he goes on this I don't know if you want to call it a political rant, but he goes on this sort of he he's making a very angry point. And then this is towards the back end of the film and towards the end. He shoots uh, Murray Franklin, Robert De Niro's character, in the face on live TV and kills him. And he just walks up to the camera. And he looks down the lens and goes, Good night. Gets arrested. But everybody who, I guess, looks up to the Arthur Fleck character and the Joker who is basically sick of the rich taking everything and the poor, you know, being looked down upon. They all come together in this massive, like, sea of people. And to end the film, Arthur Fleck, Joker, is in the back of a cop car, handcuffed, Gets it. it is hit on the driver's side, or no, on the um, on the passenger side, and just destroyed. However, Arthur Fleck, Joker, is he's unconscious at first because I mean you get hit by a truck while you're in the back of a cop car, handcuffed, going at the speed they must have been going. It. You know, and then a couple of the people that were within, you know, that were wearing clown masks and leading at protests throughout the film, pull him out of the car and they just celebrate the fact that he is their hero. He is the vigilante hero. He is the man. He is the guy that these guys can look up to. He's the guy that everyone else who's been down on their luck and looked down upon in their lives is someone like he is the the idol for these people and he comes to and just starts to dance on the hood of a car as the film brings in the end credit and then the credits roll and you go for and you know the credits roll and then that's the end of the film I mean, I liked it, but again, I'm. it's one of those films that I probably will not see again until it comes out on home media, just for the sake of seeing it again. I, I wouldn't go to the theater to see it again. I haven't gone to a theater to see any film more than once in, I'd say, at least eight years, maybe even a bit longer than that. But there are my thoughts on The Joker. I thought it was a good film. I thought it was really well done. I thought Todd Phillips did a fantastic job directing I thought it was really well stylized, pops of color, and Joaquin Phoenix played an amazing Arthur Fleck slash Joker. I mean, the scenes where he was sitting across from, I suppose, this city, like, social worker, where he finally just, you know, looks at her and goes, you don't listen, do you? I've been coming here for weeks. And you ask me the same questions over and over again. You ask me if I have any negative thoughts. 
all I have are negative thoughts. And obviously he needs medication. He's like, well, how am I going to get my medication now? I'm not even sure that's even brought up in the movie again as to how he does get his medication or like what happens. But it is a really, really, really well done film. Uh, if you if you're gonna see a movie and if you want to see a movie at this time of year, catch it while it's in theaters. I'm glad that we didn't go on opening night. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm glad that we waited. I think it was it came out uh, on the fourth of October, so it came out ten days before we went to see it, and it was at three thirty in the afternoon. Our viewing it was great. Okay, like it wasn't packed wasn't you know it wasn't rammed because it was like tuesday at 3 30 in the afternoon so it was the day after canadian thanksgiving so i I don't know people were still on the roads but you know the fact that the theaters weren't packed because it was 3 30 on a tuesday was just amazing it was a great film i loved it like i said i probably wouldn't see it again just because i'm not really i'm not a big like let's go see a movie guy i'm more of a let's go for a long walk after like dinner or even before or even we can just skip dinner and go for a walk if you want type of a guy but it was a great film i thought joaquin phoenix did a fantastic job in the title role the bits and pieces of like inception were basically like none of what was taking place in arthur's mind i guess or what arthur saw actually happened did it the fact that it didn't happen or something it was it's like inception meets the dc universe it it was fantastic so if you haven't seen it i'm sorry for the spoilers but if you're gonna see it and if you want to see it i suggest you go see it it's playing at the theater now it was a great film and i liked it thought it was fantastic i wouldn't see it again in theaters but when it does come out on home media Uh, for digital download or what have you i will be picking it up i will be purchasing it i will watch it again because that's the kind of guy i am when it comes to my movies i see them once in theaters don't want to spoil my initial reactions again so i wait till they come out on uh, dvd or digital but if you're gonna go see the joker see it if you don't want to see it you don't have to but i'm suggesting that you do go see this film because joaquin phoenix is fantastic everybody in this film great it's it's done really well okay so if you want a really well done sort of superhero super villain film where like the villain comes out as the good guy i guess or like the hero in the end this would probably be the film for you so go see joker now playing at a theater near you Thank you all for listening to this new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. We will see you all next Friday at midnight Eastern time for a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Of course, new episodes are released every Friday at midnight Eastern time on my official website, LeeTDickey.com, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Remember to comment, like, share, and subscribe. We're also on YouTube under Lee Dickey TV. And you can leave reviews on your favorite podcast app like iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcast, your favorite podcast app. But you can also leave reviews on my official Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Lee T. Dickey. Of course, all those links will be in the, the, the description below. 
and I will feature those reviews here on the podcast and my official website, leetdickey.com. If you want to be a guest on a future episode of the Beats and Space podcast, please email me at leetdickey at gmail.com. That's all for me. These have been my thoughts on Joker, that film starring Joaquin Phoenix. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please comment, like, share, and subscribe once again. And we will see you all next Friday for a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. All right, I'm Lee Dickey, and I'm signing off. We will see you all and talk to you next week. Have a good one, and we'll see you then. Peace. LeeTDickey.com